Fine. Good morning, sir. Great morning. Good to see you, Steve Noodleberg. Glad to be here. I'm Mark Noodleberg. And if you are joining us, that means you have Wi-Fi or you are one of the few who didn't have your cellular service knocked out this morning. So I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm on Gilligan's Island. (laughs) I can tell you. I was in a panic this morning. I was restarting my phone. I was turning the cellular service off. I was going to airplane mode and coming back. I was doing everything I could possibly do to troubleshoot it. Once yeah, I finally they, got you do make that's how you start like conspiracy theory movies, like right? all the communications <laughs> out. It's first thing to go, and then you got the power right. and get the power grid. I I tell you, I have a little respect for the doomsday preppers today because I'm like, yeah, what happens if all the cellular service goes down? I think think they celebrate one of (laughs) I don't know who's going to join us or what's going to happen, but uh, we're going to do the show regardless. It's nice to see you. Um, This is the second time this week, which is a treat. Yeah. Um, Jake. did Jake call in sick? Is that what happened? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, technically, I think golf is is, a, is an excused absence. And so he right. got invited to play in a tournament over at Coral Springs Country Club this morning. So he is on the course with Rob Speranza, a good friend of mine. And uh, he always invites Jake to all the golf tournaments. Never made and, and he's It is a corporate setting. So it is a form of networking. Networking event. Right. So, uh, so I worked out early with him and then off he went to go play golf. So uh, I'm standing in, but I'm glad because uh, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about your appearance at uh, junior achievement. Yeah, it was a blast. It was, it was, first of all, super cool to meet the secretary of the lottery. That was, a, that was really cool. He's a knoll. So we got to chop it up. Well, he of actually, course he is. He's in Tallahassee. Of course he is. And he played with Dexter Carter. So he played with, with that crew from like 89 Very to 92 cool. So he knew Dexter. He knew Dexter because Dexter was older than him. Um, so that was cool. And then it was it was great to be able to present to the kids. I love. I'll say this. I have always enjoyed my career as a college football coach. It was great working with kids. It's always a pleasure to be able to to step in front of them. But I'd much rather present to adults than fucking than high school kids. <laughs> it's just, it's I gotta tell you. Me and this kid, Ethan, got off to a little rough start in the beginning because I engaged the audience and he gave me an answer and followed the answer with bro. And I was like, come again. You call me bro. <laughs> I said, can you repeat that for me? And he repeated the answer. And I said, no, no, no. What'd you say after that? And he was like, bro. And I was like, bro. And so I, I I addressed it immediately and what my expectation was for the presentation and what is was, but still, I mean, you know, they're, they're a different breed today with all the distractions and phones and, and falling asleep and all different kinds of stuff. So it was, but it was an awesome experience. Got great reviews from all of them. The feedback you got was pretty spectacular. Yeah. But you were going to mention something about our last name. So, yeah. So, on the written feedback, right? Everybody wrote, like, oh, Mark Noodleberg was my favorite presenter because he was engaging. 
And in the feedback, there's five different spellings of Noodleberg. <laughs> like, there's N-O-O-D-L-E-B-E-R-G. So that is the most common one where people think it's really noodle instead of And everybody flips the L and the E. Not Nobody's sure whether or not it's E-L or L-E. And nobody's sure whether or not it's – Right. And nobody's sure whether or not it's E-R-G or B-U-R-G. Correct, which is fair. Five different spellings of the last name came through on the review sheets, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I mean, listen, in terms of last names, you know, I remember getting mail, you know, Steve Duddleberry, you know, like what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm even in the ballpark. Um, anyway, uh, you know, talking about Jake and, and biz, you know, developing new business and you spreading the gospel about who we are and what we are, because a lot of other people called me and said, dude, your boy is crushing it. And so that's really proud. But, uh, you know, I did the same thing yesterday. I reached out to a guy, um, happens to be a Noel, haven't spoken to him in many, many, many years. And I reached out and I said, dude, what up? You know? And he goes, oh, I'm so glad you reached out. I opened up a brand new fitness uh, concept in Weston. I'd love you to come out and try it. And uh, so I did. Um, it's called Body 20. It was super cool. Um, had to wear a suit, you know, like an undersuit. And then they put this like Marvel suit on you. And it was like electrodes at every muscle group. And I did a 12-minute uh, demo, which they do for free. And then did a printout of my body weight. And it was super cool. Um, we're going to do some stuff with him, as you might imagine. Super cool entrepreneur forever. Um, So he's got stuff going on. I got stuff going on. It proves the point. You got to be out there just mixing it up. Um, And he wants us us to come out there and do the huddle live from there, which would would be super. I would do that. I'm always always down to to try the new bod pod or whatever the embody test or, you know, when cryo got really popular we had a cryo chamber in at florida state like anything for recovery and new stuff so i'm always interested to learn and 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 experience the basic premise is that um it's shooting electro uh stimulus to the muscle even when you're not working it out so it's like doing thousands of push-ups you know in that Mm -hmm. so the, the formal workout is 20 minutes I got there to watch him do his workout. He's more advanced. I did the 12 minutes demo, but my score, he said, he goes, dude, not for nothing. He goes, no, I scored a 91. He goes, people generally score a 50 or 60, man. You're like, <laughs> I'm a great trainer. What do you want me to tell you, man? You know? And Jake, shout my out body, to Jake. My body weight was great. He goes, your muscle density was like five times more than, you know, so I was, yeah. I was, I was walking around proud as a peacock yesterday, you know. So anyway, Not more to come from that. All good stuff. We got a great show today. I love when you you and I get to mix it up. We're going to talk about what else? Habits. Um, we'll talk about imposter syndrome, which I think was an amazing on-the-ball blog. Shay, wake us up.
couple of things. There are some people who have phones. Helen has hers. Jake yeah. has his. What's up with that? You know, uh, some so, people are working and some people aren't. You're either in or you're out. <laughs> like I don't. And today don't is a day that I'm going to be out all day long. Like the, the the housekeeper comes today, so we work from Sith. And then I've got the video shoot with South Florida Business and Wealth. And like I'm out from basically nine o'clock until two o'clock. I have no idea how I'm gonna function. I don't have any self-service. Like, You're you know, you <laughs> um, I, I just also gotta say I did not mention the entrepreneur's name, Sean Guerin. Um, is his name. Look him up. He's super cool. He was involved in four or five things. I'm involved in a half a dozen things. So boom, boom, boom. Great stuff. As we do every day, and this is becoming such a great habit and such great feedback from people. Will, Mark, will you please read our daily affirmation? I stand confidently in social situations, releasing the grip of anxiety. I trust in my ability to authentically connect with others, knowing that each interaction is an opportunity for shared understanding and personal growth. My presence is a valuable contribution to every social space. Well, I love that. So, you know, this is the, the little card you put in your wallet or whatever, or your money clip, and you look at it before you go into a networking event. To me, it's what the athletes used to call billboard, uh, uh, blackboard, green board. What do they call it? Uh, White, whiteboard material. Whiteboard, you know, <laughs> Just, you know. Love it. Whatever. Love it. So, a, a real good one is a reminder that you are worth showing up in social situations. And by the way, one of the conversations that Sean and I had was about Wayne Heisinger and back in my day, how I got a meeting with him. And to this day, he still is enamored with that. He goes like, Wayne was hard to get to and you got to him. And that led to so many other opportunities. We did all of their phones and it was an incredible time. But all of this is part of the makeup of business development. And on Fridays, I'd like to throw out a poll that has some significance so we did a poll last Friday. The question was, what challenges do you or your organization face in your business development efforts? Um, and so most people looked at it, I guess, from an organizational standpoint, finding and retaining talent. And Mark, I want your comments on that. 21% uh, relationship building, 14% uh, communication negotiation, and 7% other. Um, I found that interesting. Yeah, I, well, so I think when you when you think about finding and retaining talent for business development, part of it is then knowing what you should be looking for. And the other part of it is then how do you keep them? How do you hold on to them? What keeps talented people inside of an organization? In my opinion, the most time, it's the development. It's the investment into them and their growth. And so if you have somebody who comes in that does really well for you early in biz dev and you don't spend equal resources investing in their growth, you should be expect them to be gone within 12 months. I can't imagine that they would stay longer than that. This is such a relevant topic. Almost every CEO that I am coaching right now is trying to understand the psyche of the employee. And, you know, we all live through the uh, great resignation and shit like that. And that was really a kick in the ass to CEOs to say, hey, get your act together and start treating people like humans. 
you know, they're not, shouldn't be expected to do more than you or even the same as you. You own the place. You got to lay out the groundwork. And if people do not have a clear, clear path to be recognized and to grow, to your point, they'll, they'll go somewhere else. And that whole adage about the grass is always greener, fuck you, man, it is. <laughs> I mean, it can be. It can be. It doesn't mean that there's not always challenges on the other side. There's always going to be work and other things to be done. But for sure, there are organizations that are better than the one you're in, especially if you're in one that's not investing in your growth and development. I mean, we're fortunate to find the ones Sistel, RCC, you know, City, people that we've worked with that have continuously invested in their people that sign 12 month contracts that are focused on their people development, fresh edge, Greg Corsaro building us a facility, building a training facility for his people, a virtual, you know, university to invest in their growth and development so that he could reach everybody all over the country. So like if you're in a place that's not investing in you, there are places that are willing to do that. But the other side of that is you still got to put in the work. You still got to show up and be willing to learn and engage and do the things necessary to get your growth. So like I know from experience had success early in an organization and saw that like, this is bullshit. You're, you don't care about me. You're not investing. I'm busting my hump trying to do something and you don't really care or you're only interested in what I can give the organization, I'm out of here. I'll go do it myself. And the ability to do that now is different than it ever was. And the world is different. So if the organization isn't recognizing the shift of the world, the shift in, 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 in customer behavior, the shift in working environment, and they're putting on blinders to that, they're killing themselves to be able to retain talent. One of the cool things I um, I get to do is, you know, I work with these great leaders, Lisa Lutoff Perlo, who has been on the show. She launched her book, as I said, Making Waves. It's the top selling new book. Um, and it's a reason why, because I've spoken to people who have worked for her over the years. And they always said she treated me like I mattered to her, not my mm. job, but yep. I mattered to her. And when you have... You know, I, I think they had 50,000 employees, you know, it's like, right. that's not an insignificant opportunity. I mean, you got to really focus on making sure people feel that way. And when we did the live thing the other night, they were pouring in going, I worked for you for 30 years and I, blah, 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 blah. you know, so it's amazing it can be done when it's done. It's magical. Doesn't yeah. happen all the time, unfortunately. So, uh, but a cool topic for anybody to oh. discuss like what what's working in business development, they most of the time go to sales. You know, they're like, what, what do you mean? Sales? Well, our numbers are down or our numbers are up. I go, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to figure out why. You want to figure out why you feel like shit? Worry about what you're eating and what you're, how you're sleeping. And, you know, yep. there is a, those are symptoms. So anyway, habits. I have habits, which is another topic for today. So I have high hopes for people uh, teaching and learning and developing. And that brings us to today's motivational music. Had to have high, high holes for a living. Shooting for the stars when I couldn't make a killing. Didn't have a dime, but I always had a vision. Always had high, high hopes. 
Had to have high, high hopes for a living Didn't know how, but I always had a feeling I was gonna be that one in a million Always had high, high hopes Mama said Fill the prophecy, be something better Go make a legacy, manifest destiny Back in the days we wanted everything Wanted everything Mama said Burn your biographies, rewrite your history Light up your wildest dreams, museum victories Every day we wanted everything Wanted everything Mama said, don't give up It's a little complicated All tied up, no more love And I hate to see you waiting Had to have high, high hopes for a living Shooting for the stars and I couldn't make a killing Always had high, high hopes. So I love when when the cover songs are as good or better than the original. I was going to say, I mean, Panic Panic at the Disco crushed that song, but that was a great cover. Great cover. So good stuff. Um, So quickly, I just want you to give a shout out to the OTB blog. Shay, show me what that looks like. Hit people off on why they should sign up. I don't want to give you the guts of it. This is an awesome article. More than a shout out to just the blog, shout out to Jake and Sarah and Shay because we have in the past couple weeks really revamped the website so that it communicates even better what we really do. We've offered all the tools on there. The blog is there. But if you don't want to have to remind yourself to go to our website constantly, you should sign up for our newsletter because everything that's available in the blog and in the tools gets delivered directly to your inbox uh, for you to be able to consume it. And this one on imposter syndrome is great. Yeah. So, so for me, I get it as well. I'm signed up and I, when I get it, the topic headline always brings you in. And again, I'm not, we're not going to go deep into it. I want you to go take the action, go and read it because it's relevant. Every single person at one point in their career is dealing with imposter syndrome. Higher up the ladder you go, the more intense those feelings can be. Well, it's funny. I've been having this conversation with a few people recently, and it's it centers back to like this same idea of you're making it about you, right? When you have imposter syndrome, you're thinking about, oh, why am I here? And you're making it about you or you're trying to beat yourself up. Similarly, to in leadership where you're focused on how it's affecting you or what's going on with you. And you're like, no, no, hold on. Let me turn it outwards and let me think about everybody else. Instead, if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, right? A lot of it is thinking about, Oh, well, I'm not good enough. Or I don't know why they would have me here. If you flip that on its head and go, well, what have I done for people? Right. Think about the things that have gotten you to that place, the things that would have gotten you selected to be in that seat, the thing that have have the things that have qualified you to get there. It's not about you. Then it becomes looking outward and same thing in that moment. What are you going to do with the opportunity instead of worrying about what you're going to do with it? What are you going to give people with it? What impact are you going to create with it? What can you do with it? So I love uh, Jonathan Aarons. He's so spot on. If you're not experiencing it, then you're not challenging yourself enough. It comes with the territory. So really well said. And then our huddler in the hot seat tomorrow, 
um, is Daniel Wakefield. And there he is recognizing a noodle nugget. He probably took a screenshot of this. He's turning it into a video. He's just (laughs) cannot uh, wait to have Daniel Wakefield in the hot seat tomorrow. Going to be a great conversation about being an entrepreneur, about having family in your business, about using imagery and understanding how to bring people out of their shells in order to capture pictures of them. And we've done great work. He he's the mastermind behind all of the production in our uh, negotiation module. Yeah, it's so cool. We're the uh, you know when you build a tribe, the tribe is made up of quality people. Like I said, OQP only quality people. He's a quality you know, human being. Um, So it's really great to have him on board. I'm excited to have him on as well. Um, So Shay, would you do me a favor? Would you give us overtime? Because I want to go into this. We'll probably go a little bit of overtime. So we haven't had that in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. So. uh, And we'll go to overtime. Two minutes of overtime. Yeah, it'll be right. So here's the thing. I'm a fan of content. I'm a content vacuum. I'm constantly listening and learning and trying to make myself better. That's the 1% mentality. You are the same. We share shit with each other. Uh, Jake has his opinions. You have yours. But collectively, we have sort of one mind. And I think we all agree, or at least I, um, I think so, that Andrew Huberman lives at the top of that list in terms of valued content. Agree or disagree? 1000%. Thousand percent, like he, so. He said, know, "No, it might bullshit. not all be for you, but everything that he puts out has value in it." Correct. So you know, here's a Stanford uh, psychologist, scientist, whatever they call him, neuroscientist, neuroscientist. There you go. Uh, so he puts out amazing stuff. I love following him. I love his videos. I think his style uh, appeals to me. It's very no nonsense. His voice is very melodic. But he came up with something recently. And if you go to his YouTube channel, there's tons, four habits that he thinks you need to own. And I'm a habit guy. Atomic Habits, obviously, you know, top of the list, my book. And yes, I did write a book um, all about 27 habits for leaders and influencers. Um, So let's jump into his four, Mark. Yeah. So the first one is the waking up early and getting uh, 10 to 15 minutes of sunlight of early morning sunlight, which is everything he talks about is backed by science. There's some type of research and study behind it. And this particular habit helps you sleep better, helps you center your circadian rhythm, helps your body understand, okay, time to wake up and helps you fall asleep at night because it has that right uh, cadence throughout the day. So I'm a firm believer in it, right? Like I love, taking Lou for a walk after I've done my workout and coming back. So you you took a picture yesterday of like daylight saving time should stay like this, you know, which was really, really, really cool. Like did you? Yeah. I mean, it's, we are experiencing amazing time of year, get out, experience it. What it does is it releases a hormone. This is the science called peptide in your body, giving you a wake-up signal. So that's number one. Number two, the importance of hydration, caffeine, and exercise. Yeah, you you have to move every single day. Yep, can you hear me? Yeah. 
Uh, oh. You have to move every single day. You have to have at least an ounce of water per per pound of body weight, right? Uh, we don't have to dive into the science of it, but what it does no. is it helps you operate at a higher level. And so understanding that when you work out, you release cortisone, you release or cortisol, you release uh, dopamine, you release all of these chemicals in your body that make you feel better. This is if you're battling with depression or you're battling with issues, it can be battled with physical activity. It's not the only answer, right. right? But it is a part of the remedy to help you. So even if you're not battling depression, but you want to operate at your optimal level, which I think is what Huberman is all about, is he's giving you these tools of getting sunlight in the morning, drinking enough water, getting daily activity and physical activity, and understanding how these things affect your body and help you work at the best pace possible. So we'll do one more, uh, but I want to add to that. We were brought up to say salt is bad. And that's the most asinine thing. And I've learned this, that <laughs> you need salt. You have to have salt. You have you to have replace the salt, salt in your body. Salt in your body. Sea salt is great. It's yes. why the original Gatorade worked because it was packed with electrolytes, right? And then the more it's evolved, the more sugar they added to it. And sugar actually dehydrates your body. So it works against itself so salt is not a bad thing salt is a good thing sugar is the worst possible thing you can consume and it exists in almost every processed food that you're eating yeah yesterday when they did my body scan they could not believe how hydrated i was and i said i drink water and i drink electrolytes and amino acids all day long so finally just this last one piece and we've talked about it cold plunge versus cold shower but the effects of putting your body at some type of distress activates everything. So speak to that if you would. Yeah, well, the cold shower, cold plunge, all that is is around the release of dopamine in your body. And the release of dopamine, that drug or that chemical in your brain is actually is the fight or flight response and the thing that's responsible for your motivation to act. So the longer you put yourself inside of cold temperatures, and I forget what the exact number is, but you get an amplified, you get a 10x, 15x, a 270x response in terms of dopamine releases in your mind. I did a whole dopamine presentation for Sistel last year when I learned about it, when he did his podcast. His podcast was like two and a half hours. I dissected it and tried to make it consumable and understandable for people to go, listen, this is why physical activity is important. This is why if you understand enjoying the struggle or the process behind things, this is the science behind loving the work and understanding how if you can release dopamine from your brain while you're doing hard things, it equips you to do more hard things and helps you focus on the work better. Banger. That's the, uh, the ending notes. Um, thank you. I was so much wanted to do this segment with you and we yeah. got it done. really thrilled. Make sure you check out the blog. Cause there's more stuff like that, that Mark and team are writing phenomenal job. Lots of choices. This is a good one. Tomorrow, Daniel Wakefield is here. Wake it up. Make your friends. Bring your friends. Do all that kind of stuff. You guys make it a great Thursday. And let's get down to this. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. 
So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night. One